What's going on, everybody? I'm Bobby from Play Economics. And I'm Matt from Play Economics. And if you guys like what you're hearing, make sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a good review on your favorite podcast services. What's up, everybody? It's Matt and Bobby from Playconomics. Thank you for tuning in to episode two. We're breaking down the business behind our favorite industry, the gaming industry. Let's get you into it today. Betcha, you betcha, buddy. How you been? It's been a while. I'm doing it's been good. I'm doing good. It's been a full week. Channels launched. We got some viewers. Thank you to everybody that viewed out there. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who viewed especially thank you to everybody who left us so many beautiful hate comments on tiktok I love okay it. all of you with the little frog rando anime avatar telling me how wrong i was about the playstation 5 keep telling me and while you're telling me hit the follow button too so you'll never miss a time to tell me how wrong i am we have I'm not. 14 subscribers and half of them don't like us but you know i live for it you know <laughs> Half of Kanye's subscribers don't like him, but he wakes up early for those people. That's and that's what, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm here those for. Those are the people we live for. Okay. Beautiful. Bro, uh, lots to talk about this week, my guy. Oh my God. It's been an eventful week in the world of video games. It certainly has. But you know what? The Steam Deck doesn't matter. Dr. Disrespect doesn't matter what i want to hear about what i'm here to hear about and what i'm sure at least three of our 14 subscribers are here to hear about is what you've been playing matt tell me what you've been so, playing so as per bobby's recommendation after last week's episode i purchased dark souls <laughs> and it just came in on friday on yesterday i downloaded it this morning i played it put about two three hours in dark souls <laughs> I don't know who made it. I don't know what guy decided that that was a fun way to make a video game. But for me to you personally, fuck off. I don't like you. That man's name is Hidetaka Miyazaki, <laughs> and he is a fucking genius, okay? Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro, uh, Demon Souls, uh, whatever the Elden Ring that's coming out. So here's the thing. I used to be a young chap like you, young, <laughs> wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, okay? And I didn't like Dark Souls, nor did I like Bloodborne. Personally, I'm not a big, like, high fantasy guy, like Lord of the Rings type yeah. stuff. So Bloodborne was my entry, okay? And I, I tried Bloodborne, like, three different times. And then when it breaks you... Oh, it breaks you in the in the best way. So tell me, where are you? What's going on in your Dark Souls run? I want to know everything. I'm literally in the starting zone still. First of all, there's no intro at all. No. Yeah. Which, Get used to that. There's no intro. Was, there's no story. There's no tutorial. I was very caught off guard because they do this beautifully done cinematic for 2011 standards. And... I'm in there. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so great. I'm going to do this nice little walkthrough, get this beautiful story about this world. No, I'm just in some cemetery. I fought a zombie. First time the zombie killed me. Second time the zombie killed me. Third time the zombie killed me. And I found out you just keep respawning and doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. 
And now I have to fight this giant in the middle of a uh, arena. And he's that really- giant's first of all, that giant's name, and I'll have you pay him respect, is the Asylum Demon. Okay, number one. Number one, his name is the Asylum Demon. Number two, I will tell you how to beat him. Number three. No, 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 no. no. I did not come here for spoilers or hint, Bobby. All right, so what I will say, though, is where there is no tutorial in Dark Souls, read every single one of the messages on the ground. Those little, little red blood things. Oh, I Because th- those are the tutorials. It'll tell oh, yeah. you how to, right? Oh, read, read those and read item descriptions as well. Yeah, the item the- description thing got me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What class are you playing as? Because that's also violently important. I'm playing as a war, uh, a knight, but I'm thinking about switching to a warrior. Uh, you should do neither of those. Okay, that's that's the first place. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Pyromancer. I don't want to be ranged. But you can still have an axe. <sighs> you, but you I don't get a shield. So here's the good thing about at least Dark Souls 1, right? Is that a lot of the characters are interchangeable, right? Okay. In terms of like... the So like if you don't pick Pyromancer, mm-hmm. right? And you pick Knight, you have the opportunity to learn Pyromancy at a point later in the game. If that okay. makes any sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So... The the starting class is more like which is easiest going in. What gift did you pick? Because that's also very important as well. It was dumb. The extra health. No, there's another. Pick the key. Start a new save file and pick the key. There's a key. Okay. That's, that's all fair. I'll tell you. I, well, you don't want to spoil it. You know, but pick the that's key. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Right, no, no, no. You, you were incorrect about the first boss. His name is Gunro. No. His name is the asylum demon and i won't i won't stand for it okay gundra uh first of all that's the first boss in dark souls 3 yeah that's who i'm that's what i'm playing don't look at me like that (laughs) okay (laughs) totally different game still good you've been telling me you've been playing dark souls 1 oh no okay no, that was a mistake on my part. Mm-hmm. Check the tape. There's... I said Dark Souls 3 when we started you, the conversation. You didn't. You, said... <laughs> you definitely said the different game entirely. Okay. Wow. Do not pick Pyromancer. Okay. okay. Do not do everything I just said, false. Throw it out the window. Um go for yeah, if you pick knight, like you're pretty much you're you're in the, the right headspace. So they made Dark Souls 3 after they made Bloodborne. Okay. So Dark Souls 3 is definitely the fastest of the Dark Souls games, right? Like, Bloodborne's fast. Like, there's no shields in Bloodborne, right? It's yeah. like, hit or get hit. So Dark Souls 3 is a little bit faster, but you still got to be tactical. To be fair to the audience, Dark Souls 3 kicked my ass. That's fair. I can it, tell you right now that I just figured out how to lock on to a target. It's okay, not, again, read yeah, the little scrolls well. on the ground. It's okay. not going well. You know which one I did read? The one that said turn away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People leave in, those in the game for you. <laughs> I walked through. It's good. Got absolutely rolled by this ice demon thing. 
Oh, in the corner there? In the corner? Yeah, the, the big crystal. I'm sitting next to my little brother, Jake, and he goes, yo, maybe they weren't kidding. Like, it wasn't a joke. Maybe just don't go that way. Yeah, Soulsborne games, like, again, so you've never played Bloodborne, but there, like I said, I tried Bloodborne, and it's the same across Soulsborne games. Once you get that first, like, drug hit of, oh, yeah. I won. It becomes this like borderline unhealthy obsession with one more. Oh, one more. Oh, yeah. one more. Oh, I can't one wait. more. I've heard only good things about it. And yeah, it, it, Dark Souls 3 is definitely the best out of the Dark Souls games of all of the Soulsborne games. Mm -hmm. I think Bloodborne's the best, then Sekiro, those are like the fastest ones. Um but I, I'm so excited. I'm excited for you to get to the Abyss Watchers. Because the Abyss Watchers are the first, like, real, uh, like, skill check, right? Like, you, like, once you get a hang of the controls, the first three bosses. So there's the guy you're fighting now. Then there's Vort. Vort of the valley. It's like a big dog frog kind of thing. And then there's one like optional side area, Crystal Sage. See, again, I haven't played Dark Souls 3 in a very long time, yeah. but it's so. And then Abyss Watchers. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about you and Abyss it's Watchers. Be weekly updates. So if you guys want to uh, find out how I'm doing in uh, Dark Souls, just please tune in every week i can't i'm i'm titillated i cannot i absolutely cannot wait i had to take a break from playing dark souls to play a competitive game that's how frustrated i was getting and don't be afraid to take that step away because sometimes what like there have been bloodborne bosses where i was just like beating my head against the wall no 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 and then like oh whatever i took a break i got some sunlight i went on and pretended to be a productive member of society, came back and like one shot at the boss. Like you, if you step away, sometimes it, it helps. I it love help. it. I stepped back in and I still got rolled. It's just absolutely. Once you get a hang of the controls, it it's then once you get a hang of the controls, then every time you die becomes your fault. That's fair. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Right now the controls are really holding me back, but yeah i'll get there i'll get there i can't wait to hear more i'm so it's excited be, it's gonna be fun but beautiful bobby what are you playing what did so you it was a it was a light week for me i had a whole bunch of stuff going on ye old personal life so it was a light <laughs> gaming week for me um but i am i am doing some traveling coming up so i did play i logged into some apex games it's like a light week right like yep. i played some apex on and off uh some runs in returnal there's just nothing out right now really yeah. that i'm like oh yeah right uh but that being said uh i am going on vacation so i have some plain time and i was gonna get skyward sword it's the okay. zelda game i've played the least the 3d zelda game i've played the least yeah, yeah. remaster wind waker you goddamn cowards i'm just saying it put they it did. on the switch put it on the switch the Switch has a they the Wii U. <laughs> it was a mistake. Yeah. The Wii U was a mistake. Anyway, we're not. <laughs> I'm not. I just upset so many people. You know what? If you have a Wii U, unsubscribe. 
I don't we I don't need you here. I don't need this negativity. Don't yell at our family members like that. <laughs> I don't care. That was a mistake. And if they were if they were who was it? Was he older brother or younger brother who bought the Wii U? No, neither one of my family Good. Members. They're allowed at yeah, Thanksgiving. No, yeah, no, but we went right from the Nintendo Wii to the Switch. Correct. Yeah. As 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 is as what should have been. But anyway, so I was gonna Skyward Sword, maybe. Uh but then I found about this other game, speaking of souls, called Eldest Souls. And if you sure. Google it, it's a ma- it's like a top down pick like you know almost know what like hyperlight drifter is. Have you ever seen Hyperlight Drifter? Yeah, yeah. I'll it's look. basically that. It looks really cool. And it's like twenty bucks <laughs> and it looks super dope. Uh, so hey, if you're the developer at Eldest Souls, send me a code because I would love to praise and talk very highly of your game because it seems right up my alley. But yeah, between that and uh, Skyward Sword, I think I'm gonna be busy. There's like no like uh, Call of Duty. I know they're set to announce this week. Their their stuff leaked. We'll talk about that briefly, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've been playing a lot, but like nothing substantial. But like, yeah. and I'll go through these periods right, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then like Ghost of Tsushima DLC is coming out. I have to play that, right? So I'm in this like weird in between space where like I know the fall is coming up, and there's gonna be like a lot of big yeah. stuff that I want to play. It's like the calm before the storm. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. So my calm before the storm was deciding to play Dark Souls Three. That is that's that's the calmest you'll ever be. <laughs> again, when when you when a Soulsborne game clicks, it's literally like you see the Matrix, right? Like it's that no, scene in the Matrix where he's like, where where, where he's just yeah. looking at it and he's like doing it, like whoa. That's that's when you get a Soulsborne game. Cool. All right, Cannot. beautiful. Now I'm happy your newfound love of Dark Souls. I can't wait to hear more about it. Terrible game. It's it's a masterpiece. <laughs> And it's a masterpiece of world design, too. And, and you'll see that. But I, I can't not talk about it anymore. Bro, Dr. Disrespect opening his own studio. Okay. I'm so excited. So I our can't first, wait. Our first topic this week uh, is landed late in the week. I was actually planning on, on doing like a whole other. I, like the one I wanted to talk about was like about mobile games and like how much money they make and how. Like Pokemon Go has has made the same amount of money as Spoiler, the Spoiler. It's a ton. They make so much money. The, Pokemon Go makes the same amount of money as the GDP of a small country. It's unbelievable. But also And I love great. that. Good job. I love that them. for them. You made right? a great game. And in 2016, I've never been happier. I've never been happier since I picked that Charmander when we got Pokemon Go. Team Blastoids. But anyway, Doc is okay, opening his own studio. So Dr. Disrespect, he put out, and I'll pull up the, the article here so I don't sound like a like a total yeah. whack job. Dr. Disrespect, uh, I pulled this up from Video Game Chronicle, which actually has a lot of good articles. They, they keep it like pretty, pretty spot on with their reporting, right? So just going to read a little excerpt here. Uh, the popular streamer who once worked as a community manager and level designer at Call of Duty developer Sledgehammer Games is currently looking to recruit a studio head 
for the new business. Dr. Disrespect is in partnership with Boom TV, is taking on the game industry by is taking the game industry on by storm and incubating a new double A slash triple A gaming studio that has a unique twist on it. The job advertisement reads: the studio plans to forge a partnership with select list of mega influencers and then closely work with them to launch their dream gaming titles. Those titles will be their incubated or developed in partnership and co-developed with existing indie game developers and launched as mega titles. And this is this is what really jumped out to me. The successful candidate will be offered a co-founder position promising a competitive salary and significant equity stake. So this is awesome, right? Oh yeah. Because to me, let, so let, let me start at like the, the basics here. Number one, I'm a huge Dr. Disrespect fan. I love everything about him. I think the amount of talent, forget business sense, the amount of talent that man has is ridiculous. Because if oh, he yeah. was just a YouTuber, right, it's easy to put on a personality for an eight-minute, ten-minute YouTube video. Mm-hmm. It is very impressive to put on a personality for six to eight-hour streams four hours a week and keep it going Insane. over time. Yeah. Right. He's like, if you think about it, he, Dr. Disrespect is a pro wrestler. Oh yeah. He has this, all of the, he basically took pro wrestling and applied it to video games. And it was hilarious. Like it's the greatest thing. Greatest streamer. Right. So I think personally, he more than any, maybe Ninja yeah. has really, gotten and gotten to the core of what it means to be able to monetize your own brand yep. right i mean he has a, a, a he has an autobiography about his fake life i love it i love <laughs> it he <laughs> has have do you we not... have confirmation of like what he actually looks like oh yeah yeah okay. yeah okay so he was a level no so that's the thing he was a level designer um at, at sledgehammer before he was whatever dr disrespect his name is guy beam I and did, he's actually yes. and he's actually like that tall in real life, right? Yep. If you ever see like pictures of him at like cons and stuff like that. But anyway, I think this is the most dangerous perfect storm of monetizing your own brand ever because yeah. he cuz this is somebody who understands deeply what it is to be on both sides of the fence and that makes him so dangerous. He understands what it means to grow a product and grow a brand. But he also knows what it's like to be on the ground floor of game design. Yeah, right. I mean, where? What's what's your your take on this? Because I could go in a hundred different directions. And really, really excited for the streamer aspect of it and having them design their own games for two very important reasons. One, they might put out a banger, and they just put out a really, really good game that's really well received and it puts hopefully other game developers on notice that you can design games like this with the consumer in mind without business analytics and engagement rates and all of these things that don't measure actual enjoyment and you can make a successful game or they're going to make something trash and i really really hope that it's not just some community-based game where we get like a Metopia, but you're basically fangirling over a bunch of streamers. 
And like, that's the game design. That's what I'm worried it's going to be. I'm worried it's going to be a community-based game instead of, depending on the streamer, not all of them do competitive games. Most of them are really good at building communities and that's how they maintain their follower base. But I don't know how good they would be at game design. So here's my thing. Because all of those points I feel like hit the mark in one in one degree or another, right? To me, uh-huh. I'm of the opinion that I mean, it says it right here. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to quantify it. The fact that he's giving out co-founder positions and equity stakes, right? Like, that really yeah. stuck out to me. And what was the other one? Plans to forge a, a partnership with mega influencers to then help them work their dream gaming titles, right? That's what I'm concerned about. So, to me, this sounds like more than one game. Okay. This sounds like a publisher not a studio okay yeah right this to me sounds like he is looking to build out and plant his flag and start building out his corner of the internet to say hey i'm dr disrespect games and Mm -hmm. under me we are housing and fronting money for people to develop their games that align closely with our brand identity what we feel right because that to me is where the money is right like it's more valuable to own the land than to own the house kind of thing right i think i think this it's just so cool it's like and i know that's like super reductive and doesn't really get to the point but it is just so goddamn cool yeah that he's doing this yeah in the grand scheme of things it's like a barista from starbucks starting their own coffee shop with all of the highest qual like all of the biggest coffee aficionados in the world and having but see this is like i said before and knowing what it's like to put in the work on a technical Uh, level right because dr disrespect if uh, like the scenario i'm i'm picturing is he is in the unique position now where if they start developing games where he cannot ask anyone to do something that he himself doesn't know how to do true which can only lead to success right so if he so there is no disconnect like so so with me right yeah in when i'm doing a production or something like that a lot of the times the biggest roadblock will be you know misinterpretation of goals where if like a client or someone like that wants uh, a finished product to look a certain way, but they don't understand the work or the technicality that goes into that, right? Yeah. And that's that, you know, puts roadblocks to getting to a polished finished product. But if someone says, hey, you know, we have an issue with this line of code or this, then Doc could say, okay, I understand what it's going to take to fix that and we can realistically adjust our horizons moving forward. Yeah. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm just... Like, we're looking at his background of he was a game developer for uh, one of the Call of Duties. How much oversight did he actually see on it? Like, I'm, I'm, like, in, it's my own ignorance of I'm not familiar with levels of game development because we're inflating quite a bit of responsibility on him in that game design role. 
So as far as I understand, as far as I understand from everything I've read up on it, he was a level designer, right? So he was in charge of blocking out maps, right? So at the base level, he was in charge of making sure that the map was technically fluid enough Mm -hmm. to create good gameplay situations. Okay. Um, I mean, yes, I I guess like technically he might not have worked on everything, but he was definitely within the industry and certainly knows more than your average streamer about game design. Hundred so, percent, right? Yeah. He he's been on the other side. Yeah. My my next thing is, and you know what? Let me Google this really quick. What do you think he's worth? Because he's got a lot of brand deals and a lot of big brand um, deals too. I can tell you how many subscribers he's got, and I can tell you how many total views he has. It is estimate. I'm just, I just Google it, and it says yeah. it's estimated net worth is around six million. Playing video games, that's not bad. <laughs> but I also feel like it it should be higher. I feel like six million is a low number for Doc. Uh, I mean, could have his money tied up in something. Good. Pulling down his net worth, potentially a gaming, uh, a what is like he has the DraftKings sponsorship, he has his own clothing line, he had or had the Gillette sponsorship, he had his own G Fuel flavor, and now he has his own Mountain Dew flavor. Uh, I think it's more than six million. I'd be will, I'd be willing to, but again, maybe I'm wrong because of his whole Twitch ban, which is like a whole other thing that I'm, I is a whole other can of worms. Yeah. But yeah, I I thought that was the coolest story of the week, and it, I, right? I I'm just so excited about it. I feel like it's gonna be like a huge passion project from like just people that make their living off games, making a game, and hopefully it's good. And I think if what you're saying is true, and they do plan on having multiple IPs and multiple different types of games, that if he's just gonna pull one mega streamer from each like genre he gets like an rpg one he gets a competitive game he gets a community-based game and he throws all of them out there if one sticks i think it's worth it and i I, i'm gonna play all of them whatever game comes out of the studio i'm gonna at least try it i would follow dr disrespect into a burning house i'm just (laughs) gonna say i would do it have you ever seen and i was actually it's funny i was actually talking to nicole about this today the when he won like streamer of the year or something the speech he gives i i have not seen this the speech itself it's like the greatest youtube like the one like it, it's one of the most real life like hype moments ever and i don't know if he planned it out like beforehand but his whole thing and he's like you know so like people who call me and are going through a tough time we're just gonna get through it one step back Two steps forward, we're going to dominate. We're going to climb the mountain, and we're only halfway up. And you're just like, oh, let's go. Let's, let's go. I'm proud of him. I love it. All right, so that's, that's my story this week. I think, I think it opens a very interesting door to other creators yeah. wanting to branch off their own brand. Like, there's no reason that this couldn't have been Ninja. Ninja is as big of a brand as Doc. I, yeah, I agree, and I feel like he's more—he's a little more mainstream. Like, oh, 100%. My parent, like my parents would know who Ninja is. I mm-hmm. don't think they know who Doctor Disrespect is. And it's your fault for not educating them. I mean, I, yes, I'm incorrect. So we're back, and if you're wondering where we <laughs> went, 
Boy, have we been on the adventure the last 25 minutes. What? Why don't you- <laughs> what a time. What a time to be alive. First of all, my phone died while recording on the charger. Was a little bit my fault. I still blame Bobby. Um, and then after that, Bobby made some G Fuel. I witnessed the first boss of of Dark Souls 3 go down. And uh here we are again. We're back and we're going to we got some more things to talk about. The show is on fire. The yeah, show is I on mean, fire. It's episode 2. Episode 1 flawless. Episode 2 poopy. What are you going to do? And the second the sequel is usually better. The sequel is usually The Empire Strikes Back or Uncharted 2, Dark Knight, Dark Knight. Just wait to the this third is- episode. God help us. All right, bud. What's the next story we're talking about this week? Because I think it's equally as interesting. Let me lay it on me, G. So next story we got is Phil Spencer calls out or calls the deck, calls the stream deck. You good, bud? The X, but no, I'm not. <laughs> Why don't we try again? Go again, man. Take it. Take, take, <laughs> yeah, take, introduce, introduce the article to the people. They're okay. listening. All with right. Baited breath. Listening, everybody's got it. We're gonna take a sip. Mm. Yep. G Fuel Rage. All right. Hold on, that's not the right window. All right. So I'm slowly zooming in with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Go. All right. Phil Spencer, Stream Deck, Xbox. What do they have related? We'll tell you. Because. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. I can't run a topic, Bobby. I can't just run. Ask the question, I will answer it. All right, I'll I'll lay it up for you here. Okay. Hey, Matt. What do the Steam Deck and Xbox have in common? You know, I phrased it like that, and I really didn't know where I was going, and I was hoping you wouldn't hit me back with it, but. So, what they have in common is they're both approved by by Phil Spencer. <laughs> they are. They are. All right. So, for, for everybody who doesn't know who Phil Spencer is, Phil Spencer is the head over at Xbox Studios. And this uh, article we wanted to touch on is coming from Forbes, from Paul Tassie over at Forbes. And listen, if you look at – and I'm going to send him this clip. But if you look at Paul Tassie's little picture on his Forbes profile mm-hmm. – if he wants to go, you know, jawline to jawline, go ahead and look up Paul Tassie's picture. I'm doing it. Oh, it's Paul Tassie and Forbes. Wow. What a jawline. If, also, if not Paul, what I expected. If Paul Tassie wants to, you know, have a have some sort of a jawline gladiator competition, I'll see him there. That's also, it. we'd love to have Paul, we'd love to have you on the show. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. That as well. Paul, anytime. So 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 this article essentially is that Phil Spencer pitched the Valve Steam Deck as the Xbox Switch, which is a very interesting way to phrase it, right? And it's kind of piggybacking off of what we described last week. So just a little excerpt here, and they show the tweet in the article, and I'll paste it into the video here for anybody who is watching. And Phil Spencer tweeted out, was at Valve Software this week talking with the team about the Steam Deck. After having mine most of the week, I can say it's a really nice device. Games with me on the go, screen size, controls, all great. Playing Halo and Age feels I, I don't know what age is. Playing Halo and Age feels good. XCloud works well. Congrats, the development team. So that's huge. 
that's massive mm-hmm. to, because I've posited many times, and I know you have as well, that Microsoft's Endgame is not a hardware company. It's a software company. Can't it's wait. what they're best at. So for them to come out and say, hey, we, you guys did a lot of the hardware work here. We're just going to put our software on there. That's massive. Yeah, and I, to be honest, I think that's where it's going. Because if it's the same change that happened with the TV industry, where we had all of the cable networks, everything, and now we have smart TVs that have, that run Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, and now it's just all subscription based. And I'm wait. It's just a matter of time before the gaming industry catches up. What I'm looking for, and I think is going to be the pinnacle of it, is PlayStation, maybe Nintendo. They might have their own and xbox are all going to be out of the console game or out of the console like race and it's going to be a singular console that's made by somebody else and it's not going to be just a console it'll be like a smart tv or like this uh this steam deck where it's just one thing that houses all of them and you're just going to get a pass to you're going to get like a game pass for nintendo games or playstation games for xbox games and I think they're going to be closer to something like Disney Plus, where Disney Plus gives you access to a lot, a lot of good things. Their marquee stuff, you pay extra. Mm. When you mm. have the brand new movie come out that everybody wants to see, you're paying a $30 fee on top of that uh, monthly subscription. And I think we're going to see that for things like Halo. You're going to get the marquee fee. Mario games. Pokemon games, not as familiar with PlayStation like name titles, but like if Kingdom Hearts were to drop on that service, you'd be paying that that extra fee for it. And I think that's where they're really going to dial in on pricing margins. See, I'm with you there up until you said Nintendo, because to me, Nintendo's fortress is their is their hardware right nintendo is a toy company first that's what nintendo started out as they were a toy company right all of their uh consoles really after after even i'd say gamecube was really the start right yeah where the controller was the experience right like it was totally different than any of the other controllers we ds the handheld like they've always been on the cutting edge of making their hardware unique yeah. right i think that's a big part of nintendo's personality right to me like i don't care what my playstation like it's cool like you'll see it see it right there like it's cool but it sits under the tv like yeah oh, it's white now and like all the other PlayStations and black. Neat. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm with you there that, you know, Ubisoft has a pass. EA has a pass. We're going there. But I guess then my question is who is left in that hardware space? Because it takes two to tango, right? If Nintendo is that and Valve is that, right? And everybody else is doing this land grab for software, right? To move everything to a digital infrastructure. Who is left to do that, right? Is it a stick? So that, right? yeah, that's why I went to the TV aspect. That's why I went for like a smart TV where that's already established kind of like media to throw those things through. But uh, the more I was thinking about it, I was kind of thinking of, you know how the Mac PCs are all in the monitor, 
Yeah, the all the the IMAX. Yeah, yeah, basically that. So we're just gonna have everything move to almost PC gaming, but it's just gonna be something like that. It's gonna be an already established, uh, like electronic provider is gonna just make a product that runs it, and they're gonna make a deal with the first one, whatever the first gaming company is to make that deal. They'll start it, and every other electronics company is just gonna follow suit. See, and this is, and I, I want to do a whole episode on this one day, oh, Google yeah, Stadia, sure. yeah, because I was I was the first person when Google announced what Google Stadia was to be. I was like, this is going to change the whole game, and it didn't <clears throat> because Google let it die on the vine. But that was Stadia, right? Yeah. Stadia was that digital infrastructure where Google owned every point. They had the stick, the whatever Chromecast. Yep, great product. They, they had the online infrastructure. They have Google Fiber, so they had the internet bandwidth to make something like this work, and they just didn't, right? Yeah. Like they're pl- like Google Books, Google Plus. Like there's plenty of shit that Google has abandoned. Yep. But for, I think this is super telling because you have a, a, a Phil Spencer's not a nobody, no. right? No, Xbox no. is not a nothing, right? Yeah. If this was Ubisoft or or like. If this wasn't one of the big three, right, I would be like, ah, cool. Like, you just wanted to grab a headline. But when the head of Xbox comes out and says, Xbox Switch, like, read the tea leaves, guys. This is what's happening. Now, This is what's happening. Do you think that might be a, and I don't know how big Steam is as a product and, like, as a company. No, no, like if if it would be even possible to do this, but is this something where you think Microsoft's going to work with Steam or do you think Microsoft's going to buy Steam? And we're no. going to, you don't think it's going to no be shot. a huge acquisition like that? I, I think that Steam is something that is so, f- there is not a number that, that Microsoft could put on Steam to offer Steam that would make it, they, I, I, I have to Google this because I genuinely don't know the answer, but like Steam. Yeah, I, I get that it's just a huge, huge, like pr- it would need to be like an astronomical number. So this was in 2017. Mm-hmm. They made in just, just profit 62 billion. That's what Google tell me. Versus Microsoft. But that, but but Steam is a digital product, right? Think yeah. about think about the overhead for a digital product like Steam versus something like Microsoft, right? Steam is exactly what I was talking about before. Steam makes nothing. Steam is the land, yeah. and every and every other game that that is on Steam is the houses. Steam is what's valuable, not the games, right? That's why Epic Games versus Steam was such a big controversy. I don't. I mean, what is what is Microsoft's liquidity? What is what is their uh, market cap? Let me pull it up. Uh, because I don't know if they'd be able to do. All right, if if it's not a purchase, and that was just out of sheer not having the information how much they're worth, but like. You, you get what I'm saying. Like, what if it's not where Microsoft's just going to use them? What if it's just a merger? 
they decide that they want to be one company and they're looking at it that way. I don't see what the benefit in that for Steam is, right? Like, I, I only see the benefit for that in Microsoft, where Steam's good. Yeah. Ste- Valve and Steam never have to do anything again and have spun the wheel perpetually just to make themselves money until the end of time. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just how it is. I don't know what Microsoft would be able to offer Steam that they themselves don't already have. Or have the potential to do because they have such a big war chest that's fair right gotcha so you think this is going to be like a this would if it was going to be anything it'd be a partnership or a collaboration it wouldn't be a direct purchase or merger yeah no shot i think if anything if i was gabe newell and i was valve and i was steam i'd call phil and say phil buddy saw the I article you, i saw the article <laughs> I love that you love the Steam Deck. You can put, you can run Xbox Game Pass forever, but we want five percent of every transaction made on Xbox through our through our portal. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Imagine, imagine if this is just a subtle jab at like that relationship, and then Halo comes out. Halo's on Steam. It would. You'd have to really. I'd be hard pressed to understand. Like I, I'm open to it, but pitch me, pitch me the way of how that happens. No, like that's how they start that relationship. Like all what you said is completely mm. in the background, but they don't launch it until Halo's ready. Which mm. I have a theory on Halo, November 15, twenty twenty one, guaranteed. But I'll hold you to that. Guaranteed, <laughs> but. If you have, if you launch that relationship and collaboration where you can now get Game Pass games on Steam in the near future, you launch it the day Halo comes out and you include Halo in Game Pass. So when you say Game Pass games, just so I understand, meaning you would still have to pay full pop for a copy of Halo through Steam or if, or it's just like an integrated thing. Integrated thing. Like where, like halo uh comes up as something on steam but you still have to be a game pass member you have to be a game pass member and it comes up on steam you could run it through mm. steam like you don't need to own an xbox to have mm. halo i think it's possible i just don't see it happening. I, neither do i i don't see it ha- and nor would i see it happening anytime soon but i think while we're in this space of this guy thrown out or um spencer thrown out a shot at steam saying this is the the xbox version of the switch if there was a game that i would want as my launch title it would be halo i agree but i think you and and stick with me here mm-hmm. i think it would be the next halo oh yeah that's the, fine the the reason i say that is because this is a very niche product yeah. For a very niche audience, it's not a cheap handheld, and it's a handheld, right? Like, it does the yeah. dock thing. What's it running? Like how much- what do you mean? It, it's, uh, I think, like, four ninety nine for, like, the base model. But, like, so it's as much as, like, a PS5, right? Like, yeah. it's, not, it's, 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 not, it's not a cheap piece of tech, right? But I think if you wait enough until enough people have that hunger for it, and once the install base is there, then yeah, I don't see why why you don't try to get 
your product. Yeah, I get that. Um, Is Valve a publicly traded company? I know that's that's a very ignorant question, but I would be very curious to know what Valve's valuation is at. Because Valve is their own company. They don't have a parent company as far as I know. I'm not seeing... Let's see. Let's see. Traded. Let's see here. Uh, Nope, privately held. Privately held. Yep. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the co The fact that Valve is privately held shows you how much money they make. <laughs> yeah. Think about that for a second. Valve is so cash positive, they do not need to IPO. Valve's in, like, yeah. we don't need shareholders. We print money in our sleep. They most likely do. I would, I would definitely, I would be very hard pressed to think that they are not basically printing money and they could also not want to answer to shareholders you know why you know why because shareholders would make them make games yeah and they would shareholders be like we want half-life three we want portal three we want left for dead three and the the shitty part of this whole thing is is valve makes great games portal love it left for dead banger and Val was just like, nah, we do this for fun. We're we're in, we're here to actually just make a whole bunch of money. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Or nothing. Oh, not at all. But exactly I, I but I think you're right on the money that that it is uh, a lack of a, like a, a not wanting to be held accountable within like a shareholder perspective. Yeah, if you don't have to, why do it? Right? Or like and the, I mean there's plenty of reasons to IPO, but if they're not doing it, I don't see them doing it very soon. I would love to ha- see them get purchased, though. That would be crazy. But I think Google. I think you're correct. They are very unlikely to get purchased. I would rather. I would more likely see them go IPO. Oh yeah, yeah. I I because I'd again, val- of. I would too. I would buy. I, I, I would buy like Valve as a buy. Because again, it's the infrastructure. It's not the games. Valve hasn't made a game in a very long time. But if Valve went public, Steam is where it is at. Yeah. Right. I wonder what. I would just be interested in what the shareholders would like want. And the like, shareholders what? would ask them to make games. Hundred percent. Do you think just continuation of whatever their IP were? Like, yes. Or okay. the, the amount of people screaming for a Half-Life 3 for, what, 20 years now? Yeah. Now, if I, if I, you know, was a majority stakeholder, if Valve went public, that's the very first thing I would do. Is I would, Gabe, cut the shit. Get Half-Life going, bud. Come Dude, on. We all want We're it. Wait. <laughs> right? That, yeah. That's what I would do. What else you got? That was good. I like that, man. I'm happy with that. I'm curious to see where they go next. But where are we going next, Matt? What's our next segment, well, buddy old pal of mine? We were Why don't talking. you introduce it? Yeah. We, we were talking about. Let me just make sure this is the actual right topic. I think it is. Yeah, it is. It's fine. We were talking about stocks we would and wouldn't buy. Mm-hmm. And before we say this, we would like to preface this with, we are not financial advisors. Do not take financial advice from us. Look at us. 
me and Bobby. We have a podcast about video games with 14 subscribers. If you were taking legitimate financial advice from us, probably a mistake. However, we're going to tell you what we're doing. <laughs> and that was so excellently <laughs> excellent disclaimer. Could so, I said it better myself. We're going to add a new segment to the podcast and a new segment to our media overall going over the stocks of the gaming industry while we touch on trends and what's and basically news for right now of what's going on in the game industry and how it affects the way the business runs. We're actually going to start diving deep into the stocks themselves. So you'll see daily or every one or every couple days stocks um, on our TikTok. So look Just out stuff for that. watching oh. stuff. Yeah. We think's interesting. Yep. Yeah. Nothing again, not financial advisors, not telling you to buy or not buy, but things we're watching, things we're looking at movers, shakers in the industry kind of thing. That's what but I like to hear. Before we get to that, we would like to mention the Playconomics first rules that were based off of my personal rules of investing. Let's hear them. Playconomics on. rule number one, while investing. Never invest in something you don't know anything about. If you are just taking advice from us, which you shouldn't be, cannot stress that enough. <laughs> and you don't know anything about the products that we're talking about or the companies that we're talking about investing in, don't invest with them. They're a stupid idea. Matt or play economics rule number two of investing. I don't invest in anything that I do not personally use or believe in. If I don't believe in the product and I don't use the product, I will not invest in it because I don't think it'll end well. I completely understand that there are plenty of products that I do not agree with that are probably really, really good and perform really well in the stock market. If I don't believe in you, you don't get my money. Rule Vote number with three. your wallet, people. Rule number three, definitely vote with your wallet. But rule number three is have goals in mind. When investing, there's a difference between short-term and long-term investing. Be sure that you know where you want to go with your money and how you want it to get there. And then finally, rule number four, leave it to the professionals. ETFs and mutual funds will get you a lot more money long-term than individual stocks will. And that is how I invest most of my money. But I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> but with that in mind, let me tell you some current stocks that I am currently watching. Uh, the first two or the first one we're going to go is an individual one, which we just uh, specifically said don't do. And the second two that we're going to shout out are going to be index funds or ETFs. First Your... one, I'm just pulling up their ticker right now that I've been watching and I've been watching for like years now and just love and respect this company so much. AMD advanced microchip devices is just an all around winner. Every time I look at it, it has its ups and downs as does any company currently in the last like week or so it's hit a nice 20% gain. So if you're looking for a stock in that field, gaming industry related, go check out uh amd advanced microchip devices and again this is this is i think the the theme of the episode oh, yeah. where where amd is a perfect example of betting on the land not the house right yeah. newsflash people amd is a chipset that makes chips for nintendo for xbox and for playstation yep they amd is a winner across the board 
even if one of those companies themselves is not. So I'm I'm right there with you. I I think AMD is a a great thing. Uh, Everyone's probably saying right now, Matt, Bobby, Nvidia. It's a bigger company, and I will tell you, Nvidia is two hundred dollars per share. AMD, like one eighteen right now. I think after a like. One ten fifty five. I've got yeah. the ticker up right here. After a twenty two percent growth over the last two weeks, I can buy two AMDs. I can only buy one Nvidia, and that's how math works sometimes. But Nvidia is also fine. I also believe in that stock. I'm looking here. I'm looking at their price to earnings, and I'm looking at just their overall. Just their. Just their. Like, like, like exactly what you said. Like on the short term, they're down. On the mid term and the long term, they're up. Like that. that what makes... are you? What are you looking at now? AMD. I just, I just, yeah, I just pulled up Yahoo Finance, right? Ah, uh, there is no way that AMD is on a short term down right now. Yep. 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 Two to six weeks. AMD. It's a big old red arrow down. Hmm. Is that bearish? Pre- is it Pattern- for the next two weeks or is it the previous two weeks? I don't know. I'm not. I don't really. I don't use Yahoo Finance much oh, okay. to do I, like, that, like that chart analysis. To, that has to be. It's predicting it because it literally, I recently purchased it and it has gone up 22 percent in like two and a half weeks, and it's at the highest it's ever been. So it's, I, or it's close to the highest it's ever been. I don't think it's going. I I would think in the next two or three weeks you would see a little bit of a sell off, but I don't think. Uh, so uh, August fourth was the highest it ever was, which was uh, one eighteen seventy seven, and we're hovering yeah. around one ten. But still, that's that's. I mean, the, they 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 came out of the gate at ninety two. So yeah. slow hmm. upward growth. Yeah, it's a slow burn, but I'm enjoying it. I like AMD. I, I, I think that's I think that's a, an interesting place to be. What else you got? And then I think everyone should go whatever brokerage account they use and look up some ETFs in the gaming industry. The two that I've seen recently are BG BJK, which is a a Vanek vectors ETF and one that is under the ticker nerd. Now I think I turned you onto one of these nerd, right? Yeah. Nerd. So why, why, what, 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 uh, them specifically, or just, I'm not, again, not telling you invest in them. I'm just saying those are places that you could start and start to compare other ETFs because you could actually, through most brokerage accounts, you should be able to filter by ETFs, mutual funds Mm -hmm. and indexes, and then pick what industry you want to look into. So those are just two checkpoints to make sure that you did get into the correct industry and correct, uh, file and then browse through some of those see what they're following let me pull up uh nerd real quick to see what is 27 27 and uh, a quarter no, no, i'm looking for what actually is inside of it oh like the full basket yeah let me pull it up real quick and i think vanek vectors also has a uh, an esports etf they too, do I, I believe yeah it, that's bjk uh the ticker price. no no they they had a separate one i think hold on really i i'm almost yeah 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 it's there so they have a vanek vectors video gaming and esports etf espo oh, okay is the ticker hmm. uh that one i have not looked at 
But this guy's this one's all over the place. It's up, it's down. Nerds actually peaked uh in February and it's been pretty steadily going down for me ever since. But well, I think want. we're we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. I think maybe on the next episode, even if people tune in, that's gonna be our, our a little little wink wink is gonna is gonna be a financial deep dive. Oh yeah. If you wanna break down some of these ETFs. And we'll probably talk about gaming. You'll get, you guys will see how I'm doing in Dark Souls. Did I beat the first boss? Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. We'll see what but happens. Matt, I'm I'm happy with this episode, despite the fact that your camera literally exploded halfway through recording. Man, I think that was your camera that exploded, and mine just kind of. It was like um, it, it didn't want to make my camera feel bad. Yeah, it was one of the mm. what happens with pregnant people where you get like. Um, concern pains like they're in pain so you're in pain kind of thing that's what my Mm. camera did your camera was suffering so mine was like no no no. let me show you how to suffer and blew up Mm. i think Mm. that's what happened Mm. nobody could tell me otherwise exactly yeah all right well matt this was an excellent second episode of the play economics podcast if people want to hear more of the play economics podcast where can they find us sir you can find us on youtube twitter TikTok and Spotify. Always remember Spotify. Everywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to us, basically, right? And that's about it. Until next time, folks, remember always be gaming. Always game. And happy gaming. Happy gaming. Smile. And stay beautiful. Smile when you game. Right? Enjoy yourself a little bit. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Play Economics Podcast. See you guys. If you like this clip and you want to see more, click right here. And if you want to watch the full episode, click here.